Welcome to the Beyond Belief podcast. We're glad you decided to listen to us today. We have designed this podcast to have a practical conversation about Christianity. Our goal is to make this show relatable, realistic, and relative. We will bring you the gospel of Jesus Christ so you can apply it practically to your life. We hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the Beyond Belief Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, and I am joined by Bill. How are you this morning? Jeez, we got through that. Yeah. Awesome. Only only the second take. That's good. Man. Yeah, it is, it's good. We're changing roles. We're we're changing. We're spicing it up a little bit around here. There you go. Uh, Alan's getting the hang of things yep. uh, in, so case, we're gl- <laughs> in case the war comes. Uh, What's absolutely. wrong? You can't hear now? Again? Yeah, I can hear. Oh, good. Okay. Just, they're all just right. not. All right. I'm, I'm not just, used to them in my ear. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was just checking, man. I was so just this checking. morning we're going to do a podcast on the seven ways you know that a podcast. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? You have a list over there? Uh, no. We get, man, listen. Listen. No, we well, get- it's been a, my wife was on spring break, so it's been a minute. We yeah. haven't really. We talked, we've been talking, but we haven't gotten together and really done a podcast because we had some in reserve, Yeah, which absolutely. is cool. Uh, I, I like that we do that, you know, sometimes and with everything getting ready to shake up or shake down or not, uh, who knows? Uh, we're just trying to change things a little bit and make sure there's some continuity, um, which I, I, will, I will say, man, you did very well this morning. I thought it was going to be a <laughs> train. Yeah. I thought it was going to be much worse. Yeah. Um, uh, Really not uh, a lot has happened. Well, I shouldn't say that. We had to put a horse down and that was pretty, uh, pretty crappy. Um, <clears throat> but it reminded me of something. And I'll, I think you and I kind of talked about this. I did talk about it with my wife, how permanent things are. Yeah. Uh, well, and I say permanent death is pretty permanent, especially if you're not saved. Definitely. Uh, so I started thinking about that a little bit like, uh, you know, when, and I'm sure you've seen death. Um, you know, I asked my wife, have you been around death a lot? Because she was really upset about the horse being put down and she didn't want right. to go out there. And I, and I get that nobody, you know, if you have a, an option to see it, uh, yeah. Okay. No. So, you know what I mean? If you yeah. can choose not to see death, right. somebody dying, something dying, then choose not to, because it's not something that most people, uh, would want to see anyways. You know, when I sat there, I was like, it's a very permanent thing and, or it could be a very permanent thing. Right. For us, it's not. And for me, I now have peace about myself, uh, about death before I didn't. It scared me. It scared me literally to death. Right. I didn't want to die because I knew I'd go to hell. Right. Uh, and now I don't think about it that way. So that was just something I wanted to bring up. I thought about. Uh, it's the, interesting that you brought that up. because the permanence I- of death. Absolutely. I was thinking about the same thing the other day. You know, people wait and they wait and they wait to make that decision yeah. or they know what the decision is, but they want to still do their own thing. Yeah. They don't yeah. want to submit. And you're absolutely right. There comes a time Crazy. when you no longer have that choice. Yeah. And I, and you know what, what you, here's what's interesting to me. I told my wife, I've seen, I've seen a lot of death, a lot. And sometimes it can really, be in your mind and you can, and you can think about that. But now what I think about more than anything is people that have not turned their lives to Christ, their death will not only be permanent, it'll be tormenting, right? It will, it won't just be right. It's not 
for the people that think they're just going to pass over and become a frog or turn into a flower. <laughs> right. You know, I mean, yeah. and not totally grasp it. Right. Yeah. Death is not just a end of this life for us. It's a, it's a, I mean, we, we go to a place that's marvelous. Amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, no pain, no sickness, no anger, no resentment, no jealousy, no anything that's bad. None of it. Right. But for people that choose not to live a life where they've turned over their life to Christ, it's a permanent life in hell. Like that's, that's the permanence. Absolutely. We have permanent eternal life and then there's permanent life of living in hell. So anyways, not to, (laughs) not to make this episode start off on a chippy note. Yeah. Uh, But I thought about that. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you, you know, when you're confronted with some things, uh, hopefully you attribute a spiritual, a Christ centered relationship to it. When you look at things, you should think about things like that. You should think about, man, where am I going to go when I die? Right. Absolutely. I hope it provokes thought like that because you're, I don't want this to sound bad. This is going to sound bad. You're an idiot. If you, if you don't think about where, what's going to happen when you die, whether for other people, for yourself, uh, you know, for what you're doing now in this world, you're that's ludicrous. Uh, not to be in touch with, because I was that way for a long time. I only thought about myself and I know you were too. We could care less. Absolutely. Uh, so anyways, what were we going to talk about other than the seven ways of whatever? <laughs> the seven ways you can tell a podcast has changed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the first way is when Alan does the intro. Yeah, absolutely. Change is coming. So anyway, um, we were going to talk about righteous men of the Bible. Oh yeah. 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 I, you know, I'll talk to you about this. It's got to, it's had to have been two weeks now. Definitely. Has been. What do you got written down? I see something. On oh, I have a bunch paper. of notes. I see yeah. that. Well, yeah. I wanted to say, let me say, I, this was not an original thought for me. I was out researching some things and I came across an article uh, by a guy. I think I shared it with you. The, the website, definitely. I put it on the forum, but I put a disclaimer. I don't remember what the disclaimer is or why I disclaimed this guy. Right. Oh, Yes. I think I do. Anyways, uh, I read this guy's article, uh, several of his articles, which were actually very good articles from this website. It's a, it's on the forum. So if you want the information, go to the forum. I won't belabor it on, on the podcast. But anyways, he had an article in there about uh, how many people were called righteous in the Bible. And when I read it, he has he has researched this out in depth. It wasn't right. just a, a topical study. I mean, this is pretty in depth. And then I went back and looked at his study to make sure it wasn't, you know, just him blabbering off. Right. And it wasn't. So I, and I sent him a thing. I said, man, you did a lot of work on this and that's awesome. It's, it's very good material, even though I don't agree with X, Y, Z. Uh, anyways, he, he did a very good job. So you and I talked and I said, Hey, you know, we should talk about who God who God saw as righteous in the Bible, because, because that's important, right? Like to be righteous is to be set apart. We can't, we can't, we're not going to come to that point, right? We're not going to become completely righteous, right? We can try to behave righteously, but we're (laughs) never going to be righteous. Yeah. Uh, Not in, not in that sense, not in the sense that God speaks of. Right. So anyways, Without further ado, <laughs> Without further ado. <laughs> do your thing. So who are the three most righteous people in the Bible? Why do you got to ask me test questions? <laughs> I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I know Noah was. Yep. Uh, yep. David. No, no. 
Golly, man. Really? Uh, Jesus. Are are we including those? Daniel, Noah, Daniel, and Job. Okay. So you're not going to include the Trinity because God does, does talk about Jesus as being righteous. Absolutely. Yeah. These are, these are actual men born of man. So, you know, that Job is not on my list. Neither is Daniel. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Weird. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting because everyone has a different, that's what I had researched and I, I, I found. Yeah, it's good, man. But, uh, there are, I mean, everyone's got, oh no, it's, it's in here. I'm sorry. Oh, you I was it? looking at the wrong list. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> okay. my bad. I'm sorry. No, it's all good. Um, it, why did God mention these three? I'm sure you'll tell me. I will. <laughs> so they were all faithful. <laughs> they were all obedient. They were all, they all humbled themselves. That's a huge part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Endured for God. We are, we are being so safe right now. (laughs) Like we're on our typical topic, man. And I'm just sitting here like it's coming any moment. (laughs) It's going to come out any moment. They were in the minority. Yeah. And all were loved by God. Yeah. Yeah. I, there is a list. I'll get to the, my list separately that, uh, uh, that this, this guy, I can't say it's my list. Uh, now I will say this after I've researched and went through some things. And that's why I said, yes, Noah, Daniel and Job, uh, were said by God to have been right to have righteousness. Now right. he didn't call them righteous. He said they had righteousness, which was a character quality. Right. They behave because I'll tell you, uh, Daniel, uh, some could go back and say he, or, and Noah, some could come back and say he might not have been quite right. Righteous because there were other things in there too. Anger. Right. Uh, so anyways, but if you look at David, he actually, the, the, the one thing that God held against him was the, the, the killing of Uriah. Yeah. Yeah. David made a lot of mistakes, Yeah, but <laughs> That was the thing that God really, you know, focused on. Like, that is the reason you are not able to, you know, do all these things. So, well, and right. And same Abel was considered righteous, uh, having righteousness. Right. But not Cain because because of what he did. Um, I will. So let me let me back up it. It talks about uh, this guy did this research and it talks about the Hebrew word for righteousness, which I can't even pronounce. And I'm sure if in my app, it'll tell me how it's said. Uh, But anyways, he says, it's interesting to note that this word is used to describe only one man in the whole Old Testament, which is Noah. Uh, which this word, this Hebrew word, it doesn't mean that Job wasn't described as righteous. Right. It says this one word that means uh, righteous was only used this one time in the Old Testament, and that described Noah. Uh, however, the same word is used to describe God in numerous places in the Old Testament. When we get to the New Testament, the Greek word, which is dikaios, uh, or I don't know how to say it, uh, I think it is dikaios is used to describe those who are called righteous. Both of these words, the Hebrew and the Greek are also translated as just uh, in some verses using these words. He's compiled a list. Uh, So this is, 
these are people that were either called righteous by God or just by God. Right. Uh, in the list uh, is Noah, God himself, Jesus, God, the father, Lot, Joseph of Arimathea, Arimathea, Abel, Joseph, Cornelius, John, the Baptist, Zacharias, Elizabeth, and Simeon. Uh, those are the ones that were called either righteous or just by God. And the ones said to have had righteousness were the ones you, you mentioned, right? Uh, Noah, Daniel, and Job. Right. And, and even though David was a man after God's own heart, he was never called righteous. Right. Because he, there were things that angered God about him. Right. Uh, so anyways, uh, there's a whole list. I mean, there's this, I'm telling you when, when I say this guy did his research, he did his research, uh, and went through and I, and I linked to this, not only did I link to it, I put, uh, this information that was on his website in the forum because, because of the amount of research that this guy did. Uh, and it's just, it's crazy, but, uh, here's an interesting thought. Abraham was never mentioned as being righteous in the Bible. That's true. Uh, which, you know, when I, when I look like, so, and, and here was my thought on it. Faith and righteousness are different. Right. You know what I mean? So you can be extremely faithful. Right. And not be considered to have any character quality of righteousness. Uh, because your faith is strong doesn't immediately make you righteous. Yeah. You know what I'm true. saying? That's like true. you can yeah. have extremely incredible faith. It doesn't mean you're righteous. Right. Uh, and you can be completely righteous. And I believe that that has to include some faithfulness in it because that would be part of being righteous. Definitely. Yeah. So anyways. Absolutely. In Ezekiel, actually, Noah, yeah, another one, yeah. Daniel, and Job were all mentioned twice saying, you know, about their souls being delivered by their own righteousness, which I found was very interesting. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I did see the uh, Ezekiel was listed in there. You know, here's the thing, man. What I should have done, I don't know if you did this, and I could do it very quickly, is look up uh, what are some qualities of righteousness? Uh, because I think I think that's important to define what righteousness is. I'm going to pull it up. I oh, have, actually, I have the definition. Okay. Um, righteousness is the quality of being morally right or justifiable. Okay. So being justifiable. Yeah. It would be very hard uh, <laughs> to be, to, to be uh, righteous and in, in, in the eyes of God, it would, it would be almost, I don't think you could be. We can't. Yeah. Not because there's power. no way the moral standard, the moral test right. from God, we, we don't measure up because we're separated from him. Right. Sin. Yeah. Uh, anyway. So, Here's one. There's uh, <laughs> these are biblical ones. Um, there is where was it? What are the qualities of a righteous person uh, <laughs> listed out from the Bible? They don't take bribes. Uh, all right, that makes that makes sense. Um, I'm not going to read through that. That doesn't sound. Yeah, this isn't. There are a lot of man, dude. You could go through and really study out the righteousness part. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like so it, it, when you brought this up, I was like, well, yeah, it's uh, pretty in depth. Our podcast will be like three hours long. 
<clears throat> but I found it very, very interesting, you know, like in, um, and you mentioned Cain in first John, you know, Cain was evil and Abel was righteous. And you mentioned Zacharias and Elizabeth. They were both were called righteous. And Joseph actually was called just. He wasn't called righteous, but he was called just for not making a public example of Mary. Yeah, and that's why I wanted to make that determination mm-hmm. between righteous and just because the terms, I say the terms, the word, if you study, and this is very important in the Bible to study out uh, word origin or word meaning right. because it, it is in languages that were not English. Right. You were talking about Hebrew and Greek and Latin where some of the translations, the original writings uh, most were in, what was it? Koinu Greek and Hebrew, the old Testament, primarily Hebrew. And a lot of the new Testament was Greek. And when you, when you, when you don't look at the meaning of a word, it can take on, uh, a different meaning because of how we translate it or what we think about it today. Right. And that's, that's one of the things I'm going to go off topic. Um, <clears throat> that's one of the things where people can get into dangers because we, we want it to fit today uh, because we don't like the way it fit then. <laughs> right. So we want to change it today and make it more, and seem more like, well, they didn't mean that back then because back then, uh, you know, women, men wore togas. So when it talks about men wearing, and we, you and I have looked at uh, pretty, uh, pretty pathetic churches that have changed what one man, one woman means. What uh, in marriage? Yeah. What uh, you know the whole LGBTQ movement and you know the LMNOPQ RST whatever <laughs> right you know that whole thing. It, well, and what I mean is it per, it perverts it. It right. takes what the meaning really was then. Yeah. And people want to change it now and try to soften it or you know or or mend it together or mold it, yeah. and they have to be careful. And on the other side of that is the whole. Uh, taking the translation and saying, well, only this translation is the one that was specific to uh, what Baptists believe. And you have to be careful with that, man. That's not, that's not biblical as much as you want to change it and say that, you know, some, some of the teachings in Timothy and, and uh, Titus say specifically things about the Bible. You can, you could, you could distort a lot of things in the Bible and make it say what you wanted to say. Right. But that doesn't mean that's what it said. Absolutely. Uh, and he, uh, actually, I'm glad you went off topic and I'm hitching my wagon to that. Okay. Cause I'm, I have something that I'd thought about yesterday <clears throat> as far as, you know, preachers, churches, organizations are all, you know, they are looked at, with scrutiny from, from the outside and, yeah. Oh, you can't, yeah. you know, you're going to hurt somebody's feelings or we, you know, you can't preach about that or, you know, and they're actually in Canada, they just went through a thing where, you know, they're considering the Bible as hate speech now, Jeez, you know, because it may hurt somebody's feelings or you can't talk about homosexuality or anything, you know, in a negative, um, in a negative way. But here's the thing. Yeah. It's very that. interesting. Well, I thought about it. So, I mean, it's kind of interesting, I guess. <laughs> um, Glad you think so. Yeah. Well, if you are teaching someone to draw closer to God through Jesus Christ, 
and you're teaching them how to line up and get in tune with the Holy Spirit. And if you're guiding them and you're helping them along that way to have that closer walk with God, you don't have to tell them everything that's wrong. Right. Right. The Holy Spirit will will convict them. They don't need to be convinced. Yeah. So you don't have to preach about homosexuality and how it's bad. Right. Or the LGBT, whatever, Q thing. (laughs) You don't have to preach about all that. You preach about God. Yeah. Jesus is the only way to God. And you teach them about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will do the rest. Well, and I, and absolutely 100 agree. What happens is man feels the need to take on the role of the Holy Spirit and try to convict people of the things that they feel will make them dependent on them. Right. And what happens is you, you start to, you start to replace things that are necessary in the Christian walk, i.e. the Holy Spirit, i.e. reading your Bible, i.e. listening to solid preaching, not somebody trying to take the place of all those other things. Absolutely. Uh, You know, I was reading today uh, in Jude, and I was reading, and I sent you that stuff. I was reading in there that it's interesting. Jude starts that off and he says, you know, I wanted to talk to you about salvation, but let me, let me talk to you about something more important, uh, heretical, you know, preaching and, right. you know, and, and false pro- prophecy and all this other stuff. And I found it interesting and it's not, it's not a long, uh, it's not a long piece at all. I think there's what, 24 verses in the book of Jude. It's, it's one chapter. So, and, but you f- find it rarely preached on, is that he talks about uh, we have to be extremely careful about people that bring us bad information. We, we are called to go and sit right. in front of preaching to be fed that way. Right. What happens is it's manipulated and people are feeding people the way that they feel they need to feed them and not right. the way that's coming from God <laughs> or the Bible. You're absolutely right. And, you know, you, you because the up- Bible talks a lot about love. Absolutely. Yeah, and it all can't be love and it all can't be wrath. That has to be in the middle. Yeah, right. But that's the whole thing. If people would get in the Bible know. and look at that more than yeah. listen to the man. And I was thinking about this earlier. You had mentioned, you know, reading someone's commentary on what the Bible says yeah. instead of reading the right. Bible. Right. It's kind of like watching a movie about what a movie is about. Yeah, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Well, so this anyway. is better. Yeah, you know, I read the book, so I went to go see the movie. Well, and there's nothing wrong with that. I I just my wife says that and I'm like, well, then why would you want to watch the movie? Right. You know, well, I want to see if it if it stays true to it. Well, OK, I, I, I'm not going to do that because it takes the fun out of watching the movie. I already know all the stuff. Exactly. Uh, but the Bible, the Bible is very important. And, you know, and we've said this a lot, man, if you will focus on the things that are uh, positive and productive and, and really encourage somebody's Christian walk. Um, I think you're going to get more from that person and that in their growth, like they're going to grow more, right? You know, Jude was talking about people that were coming to the church and the distractions found in the church, right? You see that evident today. Like there's so much, I mean, if you listen, if you want to talk about uh, got to be careful. If you want to talk about how a church is changing because of politics, then what are you going to talk about? 
Talk about the politics. Talk about how the church is changing. If you want to focus on Christ, and I'll tell you, I'm going to say this, man. I have contrastually, contrast, in contrast, (laughs) I've pulled an Allen. In contrast, bro, like, here's a litmus test for you. If you are at a church or if you're, you know, if you're, watching sermons or listening to sermons and somebody is not talking about Jesus Christ, you're in the wrong place. Absolutely. You are in the wrong place. If, yeah. if Christ is not the center of, of the temperature, the environment, the, the everything in that church, you're in the wrong place, man. Yeah. If, if, if it's all about everything else and you're not hearing anything being preached about Jesus, then I would, I would be very careful. Yeah. Well, uh, it's a huge litmus, man. Well, right after Jesus walked the earth, the seven churches in Asia Minor, and I bring it up often yes, because it's so yeah, important. Absolutely, man. There were only two out of seven churches right 2,000 years ago when Jesus yeah. was, you know, yeah. had, had not long been gone from the earth. Um, they were There were only two churches out of seven adhering to <laughs> right. what God wanted. Right. Right. What was expected? How far away are we now? You know, two thousand years later, and everybody's got their own denominations or their own ideas and everything. Anyway, we took a sidetrack. You want to get back back to righteousness? Not, well, yeah, yes, we will. Okay. Uh, my my thing is, you know, my thing, my thing with this is, and you hit it on the head, and we really have talked about this a lot, and I know people that we have talked to. Uh, befriended, gotten close to. I know they feel the same way because a lot of them are deeply in the word. They're right. in the Bible. Yeah. Like that's the, you know, and, and, and no matter what your thought on it is, whether you feel you have to defend the faith, whether you feel you have to uh, go out and preach it, it doesn't matter. What what I'm getting at is as far as you're, as, as far as being in the word, the only way you're ever going to know the truth is to read the truth. You, yeah. you can't guess what it is uh, in, in a, in your Christian walk. Uh, we are called to do so many things in our Christian walk, but one is to hear adhere to the word of God. And the only way you can adhere to that is to know what it says Absolutely. and not presumptuously, not because somebody told me this was in the Bible. It's like, right. you have to, you have to be in your Bible. Well, here's the thing. And you and I have plenty of examples of things that were said in churches that yeah. didn't line yeah, up right. or whatever. Here's yeah. one example. And I've brought this up before as well. So we, we sat in the Baptist history class, right? Yeah. yeah. And we were told that the Baptist came from the Anabaptist. Yeah. You could follow them all the way back to, yeah. to the time Christ walked the earth. They didn't mention the Mennonites. They didn't minish, mention the Amish. No, it was very incomplete. Or, or the but, or the Protestants. Like but as far as like yeah. where that established itself. Exactly. There's a lot of death going on. So that's a, and point being, and the only reason I bring that up is because people are going to put whatever twist they want on sure. whatever sure. Yep. you know. And here's my thing. I was thinking about this last week too. I've had a lot of time to think since you and I have been talking, but, um, so, you know, even if a church, even if you can trace your church 
all the way back to the time Christ walked the earth. Yeah. Okay. So, well, you know, we can trace it all the way back and we can show where, you know, John the Baptist, you know, started this, this church right here. Right. Yeah. If you could. Right. Absolutely. Okay. So if you could trace it all the way back to then, which church would he be closely aligned with out of the seven? Right. You know, I mean, or out still, of the 300,000 today. Exactly. Like, That's do what, you really think it split that far in the beginning? No, that wasn't the intention. Exactly. And that's what I'm saying. Even if you could trace it all the way back to the, when Christ walked the earth. Yeah. Which one would you align with out of the seven in Asia minor? Would you align? Right. Would right. your church align with the two that were yeah, yeah, right, right there or were they or align with the, with the five? We're like, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it doesn't really matter if you could trace yeah. your roots all the way back to wherever. Mm-hmm. Are you following Jesus Christ? Are you following the Bible? Those are the only two things. Like I always say, there's only going to be two groups at the end of the time. That's right. Two lines. <laughs> yeah. You know, are you saved? Are you unsaved? Yep. That's it. It doesn't matter if you're yep. Baptist. Um and that's Presbyterian what and all this stuff. All of this yeah. stuff, man. And but, and, and I'm go ahead. Go ahead. Well, it. actually, like the Baptist history thing, it was irrelevant. It what right. That's what it's my whole totally point is. Irrelevant. You are creating a distraction. Exactly. It's a you know, it's like lobbing a a uh you're, go ahead. Well, you're basically just telling people why you're right. Yeah. Why you yeah. are the ones you uh, you have the cookie and everyone should follow you if they want to eat the cookie. Right. Who it's cares? like lobbing a flashbang into a Tupperware party. Like, I mean, really, I mean, it's a, such a distraction when, yeah. but I'll tell you, listen, man, if you wanted to create uh, an environment that focuses on right. the staff or the building or the finances, then guess what? You're yeah. doing the right thing because it, 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 I was at a point, I was very vulnerable, man, yeah. because I didn't. I relied on something other than God, the Holy Spirit, my relationship with Christ and the Bible. Right. I relied on uh, a foundation, an organization to provide that information for me. Right. And it was dangerous, man, because yeah. I believed a lot of the stuff that was being thrown out. The King right. James Bible is the only Bible, the only Bible you should read. It's the only thing you should pick up. You should throw this one down. Yeah. My wife came into church. They grabbed her Bible and said, oh, let me let me get you a Bible. <laughs> right. And I was like, what is going on here? Right. And because I bought her that Bible. And I was like, I didn't think there was anything wrong with it. It was a great Bible. Right. You know, it was like uh, the ESV or something. And they came out and brought and they did the same with me. Oh, you don't have a Bible. Here's a a hardback Bible you can carry around. It's the King James. It's the only version we use. It's the, you know, whatever. So I don't want to get too far on that. But the distractions, man, in the beginning, in the beginning, if you want to trace your roots back of your denomination or your belief system or your doctrine, go back. Yeah. Go all the way back to when Jesus Christ walked the earth before he ascended and trace it back to that. Well, look at the seven churches and just yeah. just look at your church and which one your church aligns with out of the seven in Asia yeah. Minor. And do and I mean do your research. Like, yeah. like study that out. All right. So are we ready to go back to Yeah, absolutely. So uh, actually as a great segue because um there are here are things to do to receive a crown of righteousness. Fight the good fight. Yeah. Good. Finish the race. Okay. Keep the faith. Okay. Um, it doesn't say anything about being a Baptist or a Methodist or anything like that. No. And it doesn't say anything other than follow God. 
Yeah, I think, <laughs> you know, I think so. the denominational thing, uh, and this this tie, this does tie into to righteousness. That is such a that is such a far push off. You know, people yeah. want to argue their denomination and they want to stand, it, but I don't hear them talk about Christ when they talk about denominational right uh, division. Right when people talk about their division being a Baptist, a lot of it is why they switch to that or why it's better, right. but they don't put Christ into it a lot because Christ wasn't about that. Right. He wasn't about if, 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 if Jesus Christ wanted to create 25 different denominations, he would have done that. Exactly. He would have divided it up at the time yeah. and said, go forward and prosper with uh, these 25 different denominations. Well, how prideful do you have to be to be like, very, I very, have the answer. Yeah, yeah. Jesus and everyone got it wrong until yeah now yeah or till the mid 1700s or 1950s or 16 we have the answer right how prideful would you have to be a lot and you said one of the key character qualities of being righteous or just is humility yeah and if you are in the and if you are erring on the side of pride you are not humble (laughs) and it's very hard you know man i told you in the beginning well i say let me let me qualify that. I say it, said it in the beginning of the podcast that I didn't listen to a bunch of the podcasts and I start, you know, and then <clears throat> recently I've listened and I really, uh, I've, I've started listening more and more because I enjoy our episodes. But the one thing I don't like is sometimes I feel like I have to be careful that I don't sound, uh, prideful when we talk about, but there's a difference in pride, right? There's a difference in pride and the way you acknowledge yourself being in the Lord. Like there's a difference there, right? It's not prideful to say, man, I really love God. I love what God is doing in my life. I love, that's not pride. Uh, That's, (laughs) that's bringing, the dogs are howling, driving me nuts. Uh, There it's bringing, it's bringing glory back to God. God created us in his image, right? Because we're called uh, to glorify him in our lives. That's what we're called to do. That's what God wants us to do is to glory. So it's not bad if we glory in ourselves, that's prideful. If we glory in God, if we, if we talk about the amazing thing that God's doing or humbling ourselves, that's not pride. That's being, that's bringing glory to God through our actions. And I just wanted to bring that up because sometimes I'll listen and I'm like, you know, nobody likes to really listen to themselves talk. So that's hard when we go back and listen to our episodes. Yeah. But if you take out, if you just listen to the content, right, and the heart in the content, it's not a it's not a shame lesson. It's not a lesson on what you're not doing right or what's happening and what's not happening. It's it's truly about and what I mean by that is if you're looking at uh not if you're looking at how we talk about denominations, you're missing the point. It's because we're we want so badly for people to focus on Christ and not get distracted because some people will make it about that. Well, they just want to, they just want to mend everything together and have one religion. Now you're missing the point. It started out with one religion. Exactly. It started out with one single religion about one single man that walked the earth and pointed back to his father. And that's it. There was nothing, there was nothing else there. So if you're, if you think that it's, it's in that direction about denominations uh, or divisions. Yeah, we talk about it. Absolutely. Cause we want everybody to get back to Jesus Christ. 
uh, and go out and talk about the gospel of Christ and to Definitely. go out and, and, uh, disciple people. <clears throat> so, and righteousness <laughs> to tie this back in. Okay. Righteousness. We, we, <laughs> yes, we will never, right. You, you said this, we'll never be, uh, righteous in the eyes of God. That doesn't mean because we won't, that we shouldn't try to be or right. try to at least, at least live a way God would want us to live uh, by attempting to live righteously. Uh, it's hard for us. Nobody can. Nobody, nobody's going to get that way. Nobody's going to. Nobody's going it, to. It's only by God's grace. Yeah, that right. Can, I mean, that, that we can it, even yeah, be exactly. close. What else you got over there? Uh, got? I don't know. I was listening to you, man. Yeah, sometimes I try to. What well, can no. can I read? Can I read something real quick? Sure, uh, I want to read out of Jude, uh, only because I've been. But this goes. This is kind of. It's kind of. It's kind of what we're talking about. Kind of here and there. I'm not going to read all 24 verses. Okay. Uh, but I do want to talk about. Uh, so let me just read the beginning. And for context, go and whoever's listening to this, read it on your own. Read the whole thing. It's 24 verses. It won't take you long. Uh, but I'm going to read a couple things. Uh, he, he talked in verse three, he says, beloved, when I gave all diligence to write unto you of the common salvation, it was needful for me to write unto you and exhort you that ye should earnestly contend for the faith, which was once delivered unto the saints. So what he says there, and I'm, most people can figure it out. He was going to write about salvation. And he said, no, I want to write to you about what's really important here is not all of this stuff that's killing the church and, and, and breaking everybody apart. And he goes through and talks about a bunch of things. And here, if you go through and read the, it gets down here. Uh, verse 15, it says to execute judgment upon all and to convince all that are ungodly among them of all their ungodly deeds, which they have ungodly committed and of all their hard speeches was which ungodly sinners have spoken against them. These are murmurers, complainers, walking after their own lust, and their mouth speaketh great swelling words, having men's persons in admiration because of advantage. It's saying they're going to use these big words. They're going to draw people after them instead of pointing to the thing that matters the most. Right. Uh, and that's God and, and Christ and the Holy <laughs> Spirit. But they're going to have having men's persons in admiration because of advantage, meaning we want people to look at us because it provides stuff to us. Right. It's an advantage to us. If yeah. people come to us, then we're the thing. We're the important thing. Uh, and that's dangerous. So uh, verse 17 says, but beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they, <clears throat> that they told you there would be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own godly lust. And it continues on. These be they who separate themselves sensual, having not the spirit. If, if, if there are people that are desirous of them, of themselves, right. And they lack all those qualities of being righteous, then that's what he's talking about here. They don't have the spirit right. if they, because there's a lot that, and we watch and listen to a lot and we, and we talk to a lot of people. You said there's two lines, right? There's two lines. There's saved and unsaved, but I believe in the middle, there's somebody that's pointing to either one of those. Right. There's here on earth. They're they're either they can either tell you who the sinners are that are going to hell, or they can they can stuff their coffers with the ones that are saved, and they they can put all their 
their uh, what he calls advantage towards the saved people. And when you do that and you're only worried about the people that are saved and you're only trying to build that up, then you neglect the people that aren't. Right. Uh, and that's not spirit led. Well, you know, you and I talked about earlier. Christianity has has made these boxes of what Christians should look like and act like and yeah. <clears throat> and who, yeah. you, you know, you should approach or whatever. They've, they've, get, they've given people this ideal of what a Christian is right. or what they should yep. look like. Well, what about that guy that's all tatted up yeah. and he has a foul mouth and he, yeah. you know, he just has a bad disposition. Well, he's acting that way because he doesn't know about sure how to act any other way. Yeah. Because no one has talked to him about Jesus Christ. That's yeah. the cat that needs people to talk to him. Yeah. But there's, like I said, Christianity has have, have Christianity has created this ideal thing of what a Christian should look like to fit into their box. And they overlook that guy yeah. because he is nowhere close to what they think he should be. Yeah. Or they, or they, or, or it's a false sense of, of, we're better, right? We're more righteous than elitism. Yeah. Elitism, elitism. And it's, you know, and and here's, there's Christians that behave that way. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) There's Christians that behave like the guy they're pointing everybody away from, Yeah, you know, because they are not getting closer to God. Yeah. I mean, here's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Here's the deal, bro. Like seriously, there should be fruit in your life. There should be, if you're trimming the dead branches and you're working, I mean, working on your growth, right? To grow a good plant, you need fertilizer, you need good soil, you need water, you need sun, all the things a plant needs to survive and thrive. If you're not doing all of those things, like if you're not putting that in there, you're bearing bad fruit or your limbs are becoming dead or there's no growth. You're becoming stagnant. You're sitting there telling, asking yourself, man, I'm not seeing any personal growth. Well, guess what? You're responsible for that. If you're depending on somebody else and your growth is stagnant, guess who's really stagnant? Right. The person you're dependent on. Right. Because you're not growing from it. So, and it's not a, it's not a, listen, I think people take it wrong, man. It's not, I talked to my brother a while ago. It's not saying, Hey, get out of your church. It's saying, grow yourself. Look for the encouragement. Look for the growth. Look for how do you produce good fruit? You know, what are the fruits you're looking to produce? Is it all of the world or is it of Christ? Right. right. Like if you want to produce good fruit, uh, get on with it, man. Like get in your Bible, uh, get in prayer, you know, stop turning to the world and expecting Christ-like fruit to be born because it's not going to happen. You're just not going to get it. Right. Righteousness isn't turning to lust and, and, uh, and greed and, and all those things that are harmful. That's not righteousness. So why right. are you turning to those things and expecting to get righteousness out of it? Absolutely. Ah, you get me carried away. <laughs> That's good. Um, actually, I'd, I'd mentioned this and it just came to me, you know, uh, why did God mention these three men? You know, and I mentioned yeah, they, let's were get all, back to that. they were all faithful, obedient. They yeah. humbled themselves, endured for God. But this is the thing that stuck out to me. They were in the minority. Yeah. They they didn't belong yeah. to the biggest, yeah. best church. Because I'm telling you, there are people sitting in churches that the, the, it's the best church. It's the best preacher. It's the best everything. They have the best music and it's in the best place, you know, in the best location in town and, and all these best. And they're going to go to hell straight yeah. from that church. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I mean, so, you, you, you'll never, I know we've said this many times already. 
Jesus Christ was perfect, sinless, right? Truly righteous. And that's why he was the sacrifice for us because we, we, yeah. we just not going to get there, but you can't, you, you can't hang up in that. You can't be in that and say, well, I'm never going to be righteous. So I'm just going to act the way I act. <laughs> right. Uh, you know, I mean, if you're in the line that's in heaven, you're standing in front of God, right? Like you're standing in front of the judgment. And I would rather have, of, of lived for God's will in God's way, uh, to bring him glory and know that if I stand there, yeah, I still screw up. I'm not saying I don't stand a screw up because, because then, you know, uh, we wouldn't need any of that, but that's not the point. You're, you're going to screw up. But the, the key is, is knowing that righteousness is favored, uh, is favored from God. And we were created in his image. So we have to attempt at least attempt to draw people to God by attempting to be righteous, to, to attempt to live in a way that would, that would bring people to Christ. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I hope that made sense. I know that sounded kind of roundabout, but you can't, what I meant is if I'm out there living in the world and acting crazy and foolish and believing that I am righteous in my mind, but not behaving that way, I'm not drawing people to the righteousness of God. I'm drawing people to the, the sin of bill <laughs> right. and they're never see the righteousness. Right. Uh, and that's so, man, dude, it's so hard to do, man. Absolutely. My, uh, my neighbor, uh, I had some issues with my my car. Everybody, you know, everybody's taking it. I'm going to say something. Everybody's taking advantage of everything that's going on in the world and they're jacking their prices up uh, and they're blaming it on everything else. And I know, listen, I know uh, there's some reality to that because we all see the gas prices. And no, I'm not making this political, but I took my car to get uh, an oil change and it came back with like 50 problems. And that's why I don't go to the doctor. Because if I go and get, you know, I'm like, hey, right. listen, I got this skin tag I want removed. I come back with like 50 things wrong. Exactly. You know, you got to get this taken out. Your liver's not working. You know, right. your, your big toe fell off. <laughs> right. You know, so I get my car back and I'm like, geez, I've been driving this thing. <laughs> gets, right. This guy made me feel like my yeah. car was about like is going to blow up they any moment. Scare you. Yeah. So I took it to my neighbor and uh, he said, yeah. He said, not that big of a deal, but I can, you know, I'll, I'll take care of it. So here's the, here's the the point of the story. Yesterday, uh, he comes over to the house. He drops my car off. I, you know, he's driving my car over here and I'm like, geez, you live now. I'll come pick it up. Like, so he gets out and he's like, yeah, took care of it, man. It's all good for you. And I said, man, I said, you know what, dude? I said, you're a blessing, man. He's not saved. He's lost. Does he know what blessing means? Nah. No, I don't think so. I right. think he thinks that, you know, oh, he thinks I did a good deed. I'm going to go do a good deed for somebody else and pass it along. Right. And I kept I kept saying that to him, like, man, you you have no idea like what a blessing that is for us, what you did for us. It's truly a blessing. Uh because you know what I feel like, man? I feel like because I've presented the gospel to him and I've talked to him. Uh, but I feel like if we extend that to people. If we talk about the things that are supposed to uh, go back to this bear fruit, they're exposed to it, man. They're exposed to it. He, he may not ever hear the word blessing again, but he may think about what that means. And he may say it to somebody else and somebody may say to him, Oh, I didn't, are you a Christian? Right. You know what I mean? Like, Oh, did God extend a blessing to you? Right. You know, like that may, you know, so, 
I feel like it's one of those things I say, if we present those things to people and we talk about things and, and, and that's the change that's in our life, that's presenting fruit to them, then I feel like we're presenting righteousness instead of the world. Right. Because uh, to me, the opposite of being righteous is just being worldly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Definitely. So what do you think, man? Are we, did we tie this one in or not? I think we did. Yeah. I think it's ready. We're ready to land this plane. All right. You know how to do it. You could do it. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) All right, man. Well, guys, we enjoyed it and we look forward to um, sharing some more with you. I know sometimes we get off topic. (laughs) It's been a minute, but we plan on getting back into this thing a little bit. Uh, Absolutely. And uh, anyways, go to the forum, check out the website. Uh, I'm no longer on Instagram. I think, I think you went back. Yeah. Yeah, you're backing around. Okay, well, whatever, yeah. man. I, I'm not. I'm once, not judging. Once I, a week, I'll check it out. Nah, I don't get. It. I'm. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, it, it stirred me up too much. But I, I do miss the people we talked. to. Well, like one of the reasons that I went back on there was because of Erica Clay that we have on here. Yeah, we had on here. Yep. You know, just get her information and yeah, and check out some of the things. Um, and Tina Real Reali. Yeah, there you go. There we go. <laughs> Reali. Actually, I listened yeah. to. Them. You know, I check out some of her stuff too. She's that was good. Huh? Good things, yeah. So, yeah, that was so. That was a good episode. Absolutely. I so we were being invaded. Just but now. yeah. So anyway, um, cool. Just want to say thanks and enjoy your day, guys. Yep. Have a blessed day. Bye. So that's it for this episode. We're glad you listened and hope you'll come back. Visit www.graceworks.net to listen to past episodes, read our daily devotions, or provide feedback. If you'd like to be a guest on our show, send us a message through Instagram, Facebook, or our website. And if these episodes have been an encouragement to you in any way, please share them. Have a blessed day.